exciting uh, Joey body chemistry update. I, okay. I have my second shot. I am now yeah. about two weeks away from being, quote, fully vaccinated, or at least whatever we think that idea of something is in uh, April 2021. <laughs> Timestamp episode. Um, I, I went any on side f- effects? I went on Friday, got the shot. Okay. I have never bled more from a needle in my arm. And mm. the the nurse was like, oh, yeah, this happens sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, it's it's not a big deal. Like, it doesn't bother me. I'm not I'm not upset. And she's like, yeah, I mean, it just happens. And I'm like, oh, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to let you know that, like, you probably, you know, stuck a needle in a bunch of grumpy people today. Like, it's I'm bleeding. It's fine. Okay, maybe you gave me a bad shot. I don't mind. I'm gonna get over it. <laughs> and I was I was just giving her the opportunity to be like, oh, uh, thank you, or <laughs> cool. I appreciate your attitude, or at least hear me out. A smile, which I guess you can't see under the mask, but like an attempt at a smile. But instead, she was just not having it. Like I did not make her day any better. She's and like, she, I'm giving you life saving medicine. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> she made me bleed, Cap. Yeah. You're not supposed. To, you're not supposed In to more have than more, thing, one ways than things more. of blood coming after you get an injection. Uh-huh. Um, you said side effects, and the thing yeah. about side effects is that uh, the day before Friday, which is when I got my shot, is Thursday uh-huh. because that's generally how calendars work. And yeah. the person who was staying with me for the last couple of weeks, uh, who was a fellow Team Liquid employee, got a vaccination at the office. Because last week in Los Angeles, you could open up to, like, concierge vaccines for anyone 16 and older. So oh. so Liquid had uh, someone come into the office basically to vaccinate all the players, uh, first and foremost, and, like, the team, because it's now the off season. But also, anyone who was... Los Angeles-based staff who hasn't gotten a vaccine yet could have come in to get a, get their first vaccine. So, super cool. I, I like like super cool uh, that they did that. Um, the guy I was staying with actually got his second dose because he got his first one back in New York, and he was just in the right window on on that day. They were giving the shots to the players to get dose number two, and he got it. And a couple hours later, he called me. He's like, "Hey, Joey." Um, can you take me home <laughs> from the office? And I'm like, yeah, I can come. I can come pick you up because he didn't want to walk or take an Uber. And I'm like, whatever, it's not a big deal. I'm like, how you feeling? He's like, I'm a little dizzy. Like, I'm not. I'm okay. Whatever. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Let's 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 get you home, buddy. Get him home. You know, grab some Gatorade for him, some Pedialyte. He takes a big nap. He wakes up. You know, doesn't really eat dinner. Says he doesn't feel too well. Has like a headache. Asks for some Advil. And then uh, a couple hours later, at about uh, 11 p.m., I just hear him vomiting. <laughs> oh. And the reason why I heard him vomiting is it's not that I heard the the, the upheaval. Yeah, yeah. I heard the distinct splashing that sounded like not the toilet or the sink or <laughs> even the bathtub. This is definitely a, I woke up from a cold sweat in the middle of sleeping and immediately yacked on the floor. Thanks. And meanwhile, this guy has been living in my apartment for two weeks 
We don't really know each other. He's not having a good night. And now to compound on the fact that he definitely has a fever, threw up, feels like shit. He's now like, Joey, how, what, what do you have to clean this? I'm so sorry. And normally I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm real. I am really good with most, uh, body, uh, secretions. Like, okay. if that man would have shit on the floor, I would have had no problem going with the pooper scare me. I'm like, dude, don't worry. I got you. Those turds, they're mine. Just just lay in bed. Mm-hmm. Vomit really vomit really does it for me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't really handle other people's vomit well. More so the smell than anything else. I'm sure describing yeah. it actually doesn't even make some people happy. So, my apologies, maybe. Um, and, 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 and I'm just like, oh, man, here's... Here's a whole roll of paper towels. Here's a full bottle of 409. Here is a empty trash bag. I am very sorry. And here's a fan. <laughs> Open the window. Um, so, so, this, so this dude has a fever, vomit on the floor. TLDR. I now wake up the next day and go, well, fuck. <laughs> I got to get my dose to today. And I've heard the full gambit of side effects from nothing to vomiting on the floor uh so really was a crapshoot of what was going to happen to me and i am happy to report that the extent of my problems was uh friday night saturday morning i think that i had a low grade fever in my sleep because i was definitely having what i would describe as fever dreams that Mm. were just vivid (laughs) and like confusing I was like running around a TI arena upset at myself because I couldn't like find the right angle to take the right picture. That's the 5G mind controlling device calibrating. Fuck. (laughs) It's sending all of my subconscious thoughts and worries about not being able to get proper photography to Bill Gates personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I, uh, Uh, I, I just had fever dreams. I, I, I didn't really have a headache. My arm was super sore. I, 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 got, I got a really sore arm again. Arm again. But uh, all things considered, second dose, I think I got it much more mild than most people. No real side effects. And now I'm just average Joe, normal person. I'm chilling. I'm excited. I Lucky am you. thinking about going to Vegas in this, uh, this summer. Call me oh. crazy. I know a lot of people are thinking about it. I really want to do something. I desperately want to do something. And when you're in Los Angeles, it's just so easy to go there. It's like a four-hour drive. Well, uh, if you want some company, uh, maybe Ellie and I will come with you. Oh, fuck. We should plan a Vegas trip. (laughs) Vegas trip. That's an offline the podcast conversation, but I am there. Um, I, I haven't been to Vegas since we moved to L.A. I don't know why. Then the pandemic happened, you know, and then it's just like Vegas hey, star opportunity. It's true. Vegas is the uh I really, really, really don't drink much. Um I think I've talked about it before on the show. Like it like I I would call it pretty seldom. Like mm-hmm. I probably consume alcohol two times a month and one and both of those times are less than two drinks. Um I probably get drunk twice a year mm-hmm. depending on the status of parties <laughs> um last year basically zero um 
and Vegas is the one place that I basically go, oh, it's okay if I can just uh, consume a bunch of stuff I don't like, get shit faced, and then like walk around. <laughs> just be day drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's the kind of all day. I associate it in my head with just uh, being able to not care a little bit and yeah. just do that, which is nice. Yeah, the only time I've been to Las Vegas was for work, for that uh, WSOE event. So I think I think I Vegas doesn't really have a good reputation. That. Yeah, but I, I I would put forth that Vegas has you know generally a a a great economy with almost anything you want to do there. There's so much tourism stuff that you could basically do anything you want to do, even if it's not like gambling or casinos. Like they have some of the best escape rooms. They have, you know, stuff like Top Golf. They, they 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 have like a bunch of stuff that's just that's just they have stuff like what? Top Golf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just just like fun stuff, right? And also like they I think they have some of the best food in America too because they they try so hard. Like if I had to make it's like for me it's like Los Angeles, New York, Vegas. The uh yeah, when I was there for WSOE, I just, I like, we gambled every night. Went to the casinos because we were staying in one of the hotels um, that had the casino. So we went every night, uh, those of us who worked that event. It was fun and stuff, but I didn't, I like never got to spend like uh, an actual day of just pure debauchery in, in, uh, in Vegas. You know, the, the right before uh, I had to go to my flight, I did that classic thing. I feel like I'll just go gamble on the tables a little bit before I have to leave, and uh, and I was just sitting one on one at a uh, blackjack table, and the dealer was this um, this older lady, and we're making conversation back and forth, and she asked where I lived, and I said I live in Glendale, and she looks at me and she's like. You're not Armenian. <laughs> Cause she's Armenian. <laughs> and she just knew. She was just like you're not Armenian? Like what why do you live in Glendale? It's uh, really funny. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, just uh there's a part of Los Angeles called uh Glendale that is uh well known for just being where all the Armenians live. It's true. It's very true. Just kind of what uh, Los Angeles is just little pockets of various cultures. I love diversity. Um, Makes for good food. It does. That's all. That's it's true. And I, I actually don't care about people. Really. I just care about yeah. uh, my calorie. The food intake, they make. I'm it's being great. brutally yeah. honest. That's why a melting pot is good because the stew that comes out of it is so good. Thank you for making that better than I literally ever could have. Um, <laughs> I remember that for next time I have to have this conversation with someone. Uh, that is that's that's the extent of. Uh, oh, no! I did do one other interesting thing since the last time we've talked, and that is, uh, I took. I, I I know that I that uh, a, a couple episodes back I, I went through my my saga of cryptocurrency on on the podcast. Oh yeah, somebody asked me to ask you how's your Doge doing. <laughs> um, I I took all of the Doge that I have left, which is forty, fifty thousand, which is still not not nothing to laugh at. Uh, mind mm-hmm. you, 
to harken back to the story, I had eight hundred thousand, which yeah, yeah, yeah. right now is worth over three hundred thousand dollars. Which, when I actually on Friday I found out that Doge was making a giant run, I saw on Twitter when I was on set, and I saw that it was like just crossed twenty cents, and I was at work. I, I like felt myself go pale and then I wanted to like I went to the bathroom because I thought I was gonna vomit because all I could think about was was like the potential that I that I lost out on again. Um, oh no! It took me a couple minutes to leave the bathroom, but it's fine and I and I think I'm in a good mental spot now. Um, <laughs> I'm sure if Dogecoin reaches like a dollar, which I don't think it will, uh, then I'll also have another similar crisis moment to know. Oh, I could have bought a house. I could have bought a house. I could have bought a house. I sold a bunch of keyboards on, on Dogecoin eBay, and then I could have bought a house five years later. I'm such a fucking idiot. That might happen. I'm okay right now, though. And I'm not just saying that. I know that I am. I did, however, take the last little little bit that I had, like, in my offline wallet and brought it into an online exchange because I am prepared to sell it at literally any moment right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before I wasn't because yeah, it was all offline. Like I, I couldn't trade or anything. But now I, I am ready to press the sell button because I truly don't believe that. I think like at time of recording on, on early Tuesday morning, it's like 40 cents. Um, and today is like 420. <laughs> Blaze it. And it's supposed to be like a day where people are going to pump the shit out of it and like meme a bunch of Dodge Dogecoin. Uh, so I'm yeah. just going to watch the chart all day and eventually um, sell yeah. probably all of it. Without fail, I think this this metric has been the best determination of crypto stocks, fucking the tulip exchange, you know, any of those sort of of um, meme currency things. Is that um, it's that it's that like little thing about uh, story of a, a stockbroker like really really early on before the first market crashed. And um, he knew to pull his money out because he w- he went and like got his shoe shined, and the shoe shine boy was talking to him about stocks, and he was like, Sounds "Okay, like this th- this is gone. This has gone too far. Like this has become a craze, mm-hmm. and you know the point is that it hits a craze, then you know." that's when the bubble is is gonna pop i don't need to and sell- i feel like that's true every single time as soon as gme goes mainstream as soon as dogecoin is being tweeted out by celebrities and stuff it has reached craze point and now we just it, it, the bubble is fucking just about to burst it'll keep it'll expand real rapidly maybe but it's it's gonna it's gonna burst I don't care if I sell not even close to the top. I'm probably not going to do it all at once. I'll probably like break it out into a couple chunks, maybe average it out over the course of whatever makes sense, right? But I anticipate yep. that unless something really wild happens tomorrow, that I will sell all of it to diversify in the next 48 hours. High, Very high likelihood that happens. I... Do not believe that it is worth this much money or truly sustainable at all, and is just a craze. And I'll probably, if it bursts, I'll like, I'll like buy back in, you know, later, and I'll happily play with it again. But I'm, I'm looking to actually divest into other cryptocurrency that has like a, like a use case and a purpose and 
something that I believe in five years from now. Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I remember last time when um, I was here, I said that if I was home, I would have sold my ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it reached that point again where I looked at the price and I think it got up to something like 2300 something like that. And I was like, and yeah, I think it was about 2400 actually, <clears throat> is when I looked at it and I was like, yeah, if I was home right now, I would sell. <laughs> why, why didn't it peak when I was home? Why didn't it do this when I was home? You can't just call Ellie and talk her through it. Uh, it's like I have to get the, the passwords and stuff from my old computer that is just sitting in the closet. And I have to work her through. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, ah, fuck it. You know, I'll just hold on to it. But like, you know, if I was, then I would have sold and then I would have bought back in like a month, three months, something like that. But, eh, you know. Yeah. So, so to the person, to the one person who asked you to ask me conveniently was already thinking about it by, by the time this shows out, I might've already sold off. And if anyone is really curious, um, uh, VET and Ravencoin are probably where I'm going. Oh, I haven't even heard of that stuff, but okay. Raven coin. V v All right. So, so that that's that that's what I'm gonna go play with. That's what I'm gonna play with, and then I'll and then I'll hold stuff in there, and then I won't look at it for five years, and then I'll be upset about Dogecoin again at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I talk to you about Dota? Yeah, sure. I know that Nobody I know you've been doing it all last week. I know Dota. you're doing it for weeks okay. on it. I know it's literally your job. I know that you're gonna mm. stop this podcast, take a shower, and go do more of it for the full day, right? Yeah. But I think that I might have a different perspective than the rest of what 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 your what your work is right now. Okay. Hit um, me with it. So so this weekend I was finally able to take a long weekend, sit down, play a bunch of games on the new patch, and. I guess I, 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 I guess I'll pose it to you like this. Wow, stutter, stutter fiesta right there. I'm someone who is, uh, I, I would say, has an, has an extremely proficient Dota knowledge, but is not like in the top 5%. So I'm probably not most of the people you play with, not the people you okay. talk about, uh, but like just someone vaguely from the community. What the unwashed you, masses. That's what I like to refer to them as. Yeah. I would like to think that I, I am, I like, I, I'm on at least a soapbox if I'm standing with the masses. Okay. I think that the MMR bell curve would, would, would prove that even though I'm calibrated right now. Um, but what do you think someone like me is feeling a week into this patch as like the, the biggest change? Because after I've played game, games, there is one consistent thing that stands out to me that is really hard uh, to get over or, or, or adapt to. What do you think I'm struggling with the most? Uh, um, my initial reaction is bounty rune timings. Uh, no, because uh, after our conversation last week, I've helped a lot of other people after you helped me. Uh -huh. With, Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be so fucking good at counting to threes, um, doing multiples of three. 
no. Um, what it is for me is that the not the map changes on whole, specifically the tree changes, and specifically even more so to narrow down the area around some of these tier two towers and certain parts of the map now feels so claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Tier two areas are scary, man. <laughs> They're so It's like you go into this. It's funny. It, it literally, it, this is how the map goes now. You start in this wide open, happy river, you know, no real trees around. You can see for miles. You approach this tier one. You've got a nice clearing. Not too bad. You go past the tier one and it's like, it's like a fucking fairy tale, you know, like little, little red riding hood. Fucking getting deeper and deeper into this this scary forest is getting darker and darker and there's things moving behind every tree and shit like that. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it just closes in on you. It's wild. I never feel safe, which I'm sure is by design, because now people if, if you're attacking a tier one and someone is TPing out of vision, you know the small little area they're TPing to. If yeah. you're TPing to, like, I think the one that feels the most egregious to me is, is uh, Dire Bot Tier 2. Like, basically anywhere they want to TP to is the trees. <laughs> you don't know You don't know where anyone is, ever. Yeah. And, and it's dark, and wards cover less because of the trees, and I don't think the people I'm playing with know where cool ward spots are yet, because I'm definitely not the one doing warding. That That's not my shit. Uh, I, I gotta hit the creeps. Um mm-hmm. And, and I, I just consistently feel unsafe and, and claustrophobic uh, on the map now. And I actually don't know if I like it. This might be a change that, like, you know, two more weeks, three more weeks, a month, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is normal. This is fine. This is, this is just Dota. But I'm having a stronger negative reaction than I normally am to balance changes. I don't really know why. I, 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 I don't really know why the, the change to these trees is uh, really, like, messing with my mojo. Hmm. Uh, maybe it's in part because you're a carry player? Maybe these changes more affect you as a carry player than other roles because you're more likely to be the one assaulting tier twos whereas if your tier two is being assaulted you're doing the the whole you know i'm gonna go hit side lanes and i'm gonna go farm and call me if you need me i'll tp in but otherwise you know don't bother me (laughs) that's probably it you know i i feel like uh i definitely play a pretty split pushy dota from time to time which which means that I often find myself really trying to live on that razor's edge of the uh, of the lane where the action isn't is, because uh, I remember uh, Blitz years ago burning into my head uh, the importance of pushing waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna push the fuck out of this wave. Oh, hey, I'm at their tier three. Oops, how'd this happen? Um, but but now being alone around those tier twos when you don't really know where two three of the enemy heroes are it's just spooky it's just like oh i i, I don't feel like i can be here anymore and th- that's yeah. like a very conscious change 
conscientious, 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 conscientious. Yeah, change that I need to be making in in like my play style and and, and like my game awareness, and mm-hmm. and it like gives me it gives me an uneasy feeling. It's that feeling of like, ah, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Defending tier two is definitely defending towers in general is a lot easier now that they increase the AOE of where you can TP in, and then you include the map changes on top of that. It's um, it's I I personally think it's nice. It makes the game a little bit more chaotic and less scripted um, because defending towers is easier. You don't because there used to be certain towers that you just knew were written off. As long like once you held a certain position, you knew they couldn't fight. You knew like very confidently they're not going to fight. They knew they couldn't fight, so they would just give up the tower. Now it feels like most towers you can fight for, uh, even if you're like, even if the enemy is already set up because your TP options are so so various, various. Then uh, it's uh, it's a lot easier for sure. Yeah, that that's my that's my big that's my big uh, my big note so far. That and I think I'm having fun playing Dawnbreaker in the offlane the couple of times I got to, but I think it's just yeah. the hero's strong, and I might just be having fun because I feel strong. Yeah, no, so. she feels uh, she feels super fun, right? She's strong, she's fun, she gets in there, and she's also very good for the meta because um, teleport scrolls big change to TP scrolls, and it's. Um, it really affects you, I think. I think it really affects you. Like I'm watching everybody try and buy TP scrolls a whole lot less. Even like it just feels like it's a lot different because it's a hundred gold now, and you can save that gold. Usually, like if you die, then you get are given a TP scroll, so theoretically, you just never have to buy one. And supports have to make this like. The sports have to be like more efficient with their rotations and stuff. Like sometimes TPing to a lane, not getting a kill, and not dying feels terrible. Because I don't have a TP. That's a hundred gold. Like fuck. It yeah. sucks. Have you had the pleasure of um watching a long one sided game where people don't teleport much? Either like in your no, pubs, maybe this no, happened no. to you, or like maybe on stream or something. Uh, Europe tends to be pretty movement based. There's a lot of a lot of movement around. The That's map. true. Well, one of my games in in my shitter bracket um, was just my team was dying slowly and not very good at Dota or rotations, and I was like ending the game, and I'm like, huh. My Shadow Demon has 13 teleport scrolls. Huh. Why does... Yeah. Why does this OD have 7 teleport scrolls? Holy shit, my Phoenix has 20 TPs? Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you give some of those to me? Yeah, seriously. Abunta Travels feels really good uh, because of the TP scroll change and... Uh, and being on the losing side of like high ground pushes and stuff 
Like, you know, they push a tower, you try and defend, you die, and there's nothing for you to TP out to because your team's kind of locked inside your base. You just start racking up TP scrolls. It's like the most useless resource. <laughs> You're just like, well, at least I have eight TP scrolls. Like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, I can I can teleport from my top barracks to my bottom barracks because it's the only yeah, building left yeah. on the map that I have. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, there needs to be a special TP scroll shop. That could be the comeback mechanism, you know? You just, you die defending your base enough times, 10 TP scrolls buys you a gem, you know? So TP scrolls are now like Chuck E. Cheese tickets, where yeah, <laughs> you turn them into the shop and you're like, hey everybody, sale on wards now. Yeah, and, and like most things, uh, like most Chuck E. Cheese uh, token deals it's like the what you can buy is a ripoff and really they're just uh trying to take your time and money um yeah so i i i played i played some games i did that uh i i played a sniper game which i was kind of fucking around with some friends in. i'm like oh, i want to try out what this uh what this new concussive grenade's like that might be fun yeah 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 right and i both don't think that hero is shit but i also uh played the only game that i've played this patch against pl and i uh was really sad yeah yeah <laughs> you just can't play that hero against certain other heroes it's why he's like so rarely picked is that when he's good, he's like he has to be overwhelmingly strong because he has so many matchups that are just dog shit. So, dude, I was like, oh, did the shards feel good though? It felt good, right? It's really hard to if someone is in melee range of you, the knockback effect on yourself can kick the people the same direction as you. And doesn't always work. Actually, I actually... When I was fucking around with it, I never actually did that, so... Yeah. I, I thought it would be, like, a really cool disengage mechanism for, like... Yeah. Oh, like, you know, th this is an answer to, like... Oh, fuck, they picked a Spirit Breaker against me. Or, like, oh, man, there's... I don't know. An axe doesn't make sense. Maybe, like, a PL. Like, you know. So, something that I just need just, just, just a little bit of get away from. Right, and using it as a defensive item against melee heroes just seemed to not be working half the time. Because if they were positioned just like, it seemed like one or two pixels to the side, I would just kick them the same way I was being kicked and just bring the fight closer to somewhere else. But I'm still mm -hmm. dying, so I, I still don't know. I still don't know if that shard is solved yet. I think it's legit, but um, I, I haven't played a ton of sniper. I've been. I've been going on a bit of experimental run, and Sniper has not been one of those heroes I've touched just yet. I've been playing Support Tinker. I have been playing Hoodwink and trying to figure out where that hero, I'm convinced that hero actually sucks. It's uh, That's what I've settled on. I, I think there's a reason why we're not seeing it picked up in a bunch of DPC matches just yet. I don't think it's because players are uncomfortable with the hero or anything like that. I actually think the hero just kind of sucks because do I don't think it's it? quite because like I don't it's, it's not it's strong core. to be a core, right? But it's also like weird as a support. Yeah, like I don't feel like it scales quite well enough to be a core, and it's like very glass can like you, somebody gets on top of you, you're just dead. So as a core, it feels weird, right? Like 
maybe like two position, but your like ultimate got nerfed so much. Like the damage got nerfed, but the vision, the vision really sucks. So your ultimate is everything. It's like so much of your damage. So if you just miss or they have a, a hero that is able to dodge it in some way, then you just feel really, really bad. Um, so I, I feel like it's it's not quite dependable enough to be a core. And as a four position, it like I when I I played two games that I played very well. I lost one of those games and won the other. But I felt like for how well I was playing, the impact I was getting out of the hero was maybe average, maybe above above average for a normal four position. It's like I, I was hitting great, great fucking Ws, and I was actually hitting my shots on my R button, but... Even though I was playing great, the impact that I felt was not great, and that you could have that's had more impact here. playing a mediocre shaman game or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that says a lot about the hero to me, um, and I think the biggest problem as a four position is you don't kill creepwise. Acorn shot does garbage damage. It does no fucking damage. If you use both your maxed out Q and your maxed out W. I think by like 15 minutes or something like that, the creep wave is strong enough to survive through it. So you use both, you use two abilities. You hit all of the creeps and you're going to get like two CS. It, it feels so bad in that regard. The fact that you can't clear creep, creep waves. If you could clear creep waves, then like maybe it would be better. Maybe it would feel a lot better. But like as it stands, when I'm getting like two creeps out of that combo, um, and I can't like stick, you know, it just for gameplay wise, like you can't stick around hitting a creep wave for that yeah, long. Yeah, you yeah. just have to understand that, right? So it's like if I just need to be able to throw my abilities and go. And if I, that doesn't kill all the creeps, then like if I'm missing like three, four creeps, I'm missing like 60% of the gold that's available out of that creep wave. It just feels terrible. So. I'm uh, I'm convinced that hero is not good. I'm convinced that Tinker support is actually kind of legit. Uh-huh. Um H how so? The damage that you do is insane. Uh heat seeking missile costs 80 mana and does 125 damage. Obviously, you can hit two targets, so that's 250 damage potentially, but just that alone, 80 mana, 125 damage. That feels really good in lane. And then laser is an incredible ability. It's pure damage, and it causes them to miss. So you trade really well with heroes. And then you get this awkward point, but eventually you get bots. So as a fine position, you're able to deal with side lanes, which is really powerful. Mm. And you pick up a bottle, and you just bots in. You give people bottle hits. <laughs> it's like it's sustain, you know? You That's just, fun. You keep doing that, and you spam heat-seeking missile, and it's like this war of attrition. Where you're taking away their their HP and they feel bad, and you're giving your allies HP and and mana and stuff, and they feel good, and it's just like they can never take long drawn out fights or any kind of weird sieging situations are all bad. So when am I going to see it picked up in a in a pro game? I don't know. No tell is playing it. That's why I played it. <laughs> so we'll see if uh, OG actually take that up at all. I feel like it's very hit or miss though. It. Uh, 
When it feels strong, it feels strong. When it feels bad, when you lose the landing phase, it feels when it feels strong. Is it because you're like a five position who suddenly like is almost kind of kind of a little bit becoming a core because you're yeah. It's because uh, if my landing phase goes well enough, I naturally can get boots of travel. But if your landing phase doesn't go well enough, you don't get march of the machines with this support tinker build because your other abilities are so strong for team fights and stuff. So you don't have good farming mechanisms. And you also typically don't have the space as a fine position to be able to farm. You don't like clear a creep wave with mm -hmm. your maxed out nukes, right? So you can't do what I was talking about with Hoodwink, right? Is which is just be able to throw abilities and run, you know, like that's how you get farm as a support. Clear a creep wave and go. That, that, uh, you can't do that as Tinker. You take up too much space in that regard. So it's like you don't naturally get boots of travel, and boots of travel is where like, your mid-game progression flows from is being able to get back and forth on a team fights by bottling people. Defense matrix is super legit. That's another reason why it feels good. Like once you get to late game as well, then you're giving people defense matrix and bottle hits and shit, and it's insane. <clears throat> I played a really good Luna game uh, that I was kind of happy about. Uh, Did you get the shard? In in, in the one, yeah. I and uh, I'm convinced that I don't know if. Luna was helped that much, or if I just had a good matchup. <laughs> mm. But it feels yeah, yeah. like it has the potential to like be a hero that's like a carry that fits in, uh, mostly because of the the mobility right now. I always just mm -hmm. like playing heroes that have high move speed. It just feels good. Um, I don't know what to do in these games where I'm up against PL though, because my 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 brain goes. Well, I think I should probably just play Sven. Um, but my Sven... I My Sven is not nearly as good. I wouldn't even call it, like, my top seven one positions. I, I feel like my, my Sven MMR is lower than almost all my other carry MMRs. Mm. So, like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> play the Shrek? Play Phantom Monster. Play um, what other carries look to feel pretty good? Wraith King feels all right. Razor feels okay. You play Razor. I love Razor. I generally play Razor when I have to play mid because I don't like playing mid, and he's a hero that I know how to play kind of well. Uh, Razor is like my my um, brain dead carry uh, for this patch potentially. Every every game every patch I have a brain dead carry. Right, Spectre, Wraith King. Like, those are brain-dead carries. You do not need to be good at the carry position to play those heroes. Very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Razor might be my brain-dead carry for this game. Because I feel like um, semi-cores feel pretty nice. Just winning lanes feels really good. Yeah. I, I just don't know what to do against PL. I, <clears> I truly, like, I, like, I'm, like, I'm having this block that, that I don't really know what to do against that hero. I should maybe try and yeah. play more Lashrek. Hero's really strong, but yeah, safe lane left rack. That definitely helps, for sure. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll figure I'll figure something out. Or I mean, I've actually just started banning the hero every game. Um. Yeah, that's that's another plan. But ban like, it or, or pick it yourself. There. What changed? Easy. What 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 really changed to make it feel like, oh, this hero's like kind of whatever to like, oh fuck, this hero is what happened. I actually can't track in my brain what changed. Uh, other carries are worse. That's one thing. 
So that that's like um, certain AOE heroes are worse than they used to be. Um, and then I would say that Phantom Lancer from last patch was actually good. He just wasn't as good as some of the other carries. So, like, his shard is super legit. I think people are still, in some ways, neglecting how good the shard is. It's probably where I'm at. It's almost certainly yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. But uh, I think he did get some nerves on the B patch, I believe. I think so, but I'm also not looking at the patch notes. So I, I cannot... I'm not, I'm not going to fact check you there. Cause, cause it's, okay. Yes. Man, they changed a lot. Oh my god. They hit him really hard. He lost a base armor. He lost two base damage. Uh, um, they reduced the agility bonus of Phantom Rush. They hurt the shard really badly. They nerfed the shard by a bunch of numbers. His talents, he now has the 16% evasion went from his level 10 talent to his level 25 talent. That's how fucking busted that talent was. His Ice Frog's like, wait a minute. That shouldn't be a 10 talent at all. That's a late game talent. Yeah, imagine not hitting the hero at all <laughs> at like 10 minutes into the game. It's fucking wild. So 16% evasion is now 150 health, which like technically could be better in, in some games, but uh, 16% evasion is, is pretty insane as you go, you reach the 20, 25, 30 minutes of the game. Nobody's 25 or anything like that. Like the, that evasion town is really good. Cause MKB is such a long ways away. And the only other thing that provides true strike is uh witch blade item wise, uh, which blade is the only other one. And that is uh witch blades debuff should be dispellable. So Phantom Lancer naturally deals with it. Plus it's a single target deal. So you very likely don't have to worry about it in the first place. Well, I, I got to figure out what my uh, what my carry rotation is going to be. If I'm if I'm going to start grinding games and this patch and doing more of it, I think it might involve Luna. I think it might involve Razor. It always involves CK, so I don't really count that. Which I actually do think feels pretty okay right now. Uh, but yeah, I feel like you say that every patch, though. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's cons- it is consistently all like all always over fifty two percent win rate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I I Not only pick it, I only games. pick it last in the good matchups. So it, I only play it when it feels good. <laughs> that is that why everybody has uh, is that why it's a fifty two percent because Chaos Knight players only pick it when it's a good Chaos Knight game. That's probably somewhat true. At least the people who know how the hero works. It is you cannot play in the P. Although it's actually like crazy. So. Oh, funniest thing about this patch: Pudge is back. Uh, good old Pudge is slightly back in the meta uh, of both Arkosh and EG. So it's a North American thing for now, but um, it is it is definitely a four position. It's definitely a four position. That's how Crit played it. The shard is really legit. The um, the can you just eat somebody? It's like a hard counter to like a lot of different things. In the EG game, it was a hard counter to Legion Commander. Now, I don't I don't think this is gonna be like mainstream four position, 
but the fact that it's being picked up at all in professional games says something. I, I don't want to throw any shade onto the NADPC because, you know, Evil Geniuses, second best team in the world, North America, second best region in the world. Am I right? Am I mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. ugh, obviously. Yeah. Who, who, what team did EJ pick Pudge against? Uh, the cut. <laughs> ah. The formerly lower division team who got second, now upper division team. Hmm. And they also picked uh, the cut. Also picked Legion Commander. People keep on trying to pick Legion Commander. God, there are certain heroes. Legion Commander and Sand King are the two that come to mind. That like it, you know, like every patch, maybe you get some buffs, and you're like, ah, this hero, maybe it's good. And it's just like, God, I really hope they rework their kits at some point in time because they just feel consistently underwhelming. Legion Commander feels okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a Chaos Knight counter. It feels okay. Actually, no, it's, I mean, not really. Uh, All right, well. It's, yeah. I'm telling you, Chaos Knight counters are, are it's, it's PL and Jakira. Everything else is fine. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> take my word on it. Um, yeah, I, I, let's see, let's see Crit play it against any other team give me give me a three game sample size okay be- before we start saying that. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that third game i will keep all the regions i will keep an eye on all of the regions joey thank you i know that you're not doing enough uh, just for this dota work right now so um yeah be- be- i'm doing hosting it's like dota work light it's more work but less analysis it's less research but more work if that makes sense you casted uh the the liquid alliance game yes i also did that i put on my so that's the only series that i watched so far (laughs) uh i casted one other game okay okay they uh i cast two games a week so basically the dream league days um today and tomorrow um i cast i get to cast some dream league games uh, so I panel and, and cast, panel and cast, and then we start getting into ESL stuff. So then I'm doing the hosting. So it's uh, hosting is um, it's going all right. Does that mean that you I'm know more job. about the CIS team since you kind of have to to host better? No. If anything, it means the opposite. Hosting means that I have to do less research because I have to pose the questions to my analysts. So it like it like there if I don't know something, it doesn't matter because it's not on me to know these things. It's on my analyst to know these things. Now of course I do and I still do research, but like I I every single time I do my research, I feel like I don't have to go as extensive. I feel like I don't have to learn something very special about this team. Because the like that that is what I do as an analyst is like in order to portray part of the tell part of the story of this team, I want to learn a nice, good, juicy fact about them or one of their players or go back through their history of some kind of way. Like I want something. And uh, as a host, I don't need to do that. A host, I need to focus more, much more on the technical aspect of broadcasting. So I need to focus on like what is my intro for today? gonna be I, it's actually very annoying hosting honestly 
<laughs> like uh, hosting for like day in, day out for these sort of things. Cause like every single, like no day, there are very few days that feel special. So every day you're just like open. You're like, all right, what's my intro? They're going to do the, the fucking one camera shot just on me to open the show. I have to say some things. What is my, what am I going to be saying today? I don't know. Figure that out while I'm there at the studio. And, and then they're going to, fucking I'll open the panel and stuff I'm gonna bring on the guests say hey, come on in so I need like another little thing I have to figure out that I'm gonna say at the second start of the show before I bring on the panelists and then I need to figure out what the topic is for today what are we gonna bullshit about for like 10 minutes so then we can get the opening panel segment done and, and then we can finally start getting into the actual games and interviews and stuff like that but Everything it's like that, more work, less research. Everything that you're talking about right now sounds like the easy part to me. And the hard part is the thing that you're really good at, which is the Dota casting <laughs> that I could literally never do. <laughs> but everything you just talked about is like, oh, yeah, like we can do that. All right. R write my content for me, Joey. <laughs> Send me a message. It'll be I'll, fine. I'll just... I'll, I'll just read off my my note card. You should. What's the topic of the? Okay, give me a topic for today, Joey. What should I talk about with my? Well, actually, not today because I'm casting. I'm not hosting. But like the so the next time that I open ESL, what are we gonna talk about? Alexi Navalny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're not in charge of these subjects anymore. <laughs> Listen, I know Valve changed the the DPC from the CIS division to the Eastern European division. I know we did that. That was a soft power move by Valve and everything. But I think ESL ones and NTG and DreamHack specifically do not want to court that. Uh, that political <laughs> nonsense. All right. Um, <laughs> it is still a primarily Russian player uh, uh, competition, even if we say Eastern European. It's true. It's true. Um, it's funny. Uh, we should, we should, I, I, I'll, I'll look at some stories. What do you actually? No, legitimately. What do you? Why do you think Valve did that? Why do you think Valve changed it from Western European to Eastern European? If I if I had to guess, I would say that there is a person on the team who feels strongly about it, either from the stance of a progressive social justice lens, or maybe that is their area of origin and they might be a little more tuned into what's going on and then they just said hey three other people who work at valve on dota i would like to make this change and then the other three people who work on dota go sure that makes sense to me and they did it i bet that's what happened that it, that it's one maybe two people who had had a strong feeling about something which is a boring answer to your question where I could have said anything. I mean, is CIS just like an outdated term? I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's mostly because 
uh, of just Ukraine because it like seriously you go back through you look at these players Russian 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 Moldovan okay that's still CIS Russian 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 Kyrgyzstan CIS that is they are still in the CIS uh Belarus Belarus CIS uh um Kazakhstan CIS actually oh, really? okay I, I didn't know. Uh, um, okay, that is that is all the nationalities outside of Ukraine. <laughs> Obviously, there are a number of Ukrainian players, if I had to guess, upwards of like 10. But like everybody else is like very literally CIS. And I'm yeah. not even sure what Ukraine counts and would do. I don't know what actually that... they are in the context of CIS. So that doesn't necessarily but, 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 bother me. But isn't it like I feel like seventy percent of the players there and the regions they come from do they count as Eastern European? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, aren't they still east? Like, t- if you look they at it from, like, east a, like, of like, Europe, like a continental <laughs> perspective, yes. Well, Russia, I, there's no way you count Russia as Eastern Europe. <laughs> And I'm fairly certain a number of these countries you don't include what? either, but <laughs> um I mean I'm just saying it's like it's such a like a very specific I feel like it's a very specific fuck you in in a industry, like in a in a context that like <laughs> it's like a mouse it's the mouse being like fuck you to the lion. <laughs> like whoa. Like why you got beef with the lion? He he doesn't notice you. He doesn't know who the fuck you are. What he doesn't all, notice your middle finger in the air. What if all of the Russian players are actually in the European part of Western Russia, and none of them mm. are, are are in Asia? I mean that's probably true. Of Most Asia. of the population in Russia is on the Western side of things, but. <laughs> It's so it's just weird because of like it fucks up the way we talk about it all the time because it's the Eastern European DPC now. Uh, but like when you refer to the players, you can't call them Eastern European. You just can't. The CIS region, right? The the CIS players, the, like that is the history of Dota. That is how you identify their play style, the the group, the part of the the group of players, the the, the community, the CIS community, like you can't call it the Eastern European community. <laughs> They're speaking Russian. I don't know. I, I I definitely don't. the 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 argument of like that's the way it was or like that's Dota history doesn't really work on me. I'm like, well, we can always just change that if there's a better word, right? I think the argument of like... Sure, but the better word is not Eastern European. That That is the opposite of, of being like, well, we can't do it in history. We have to do what they are. That's the opposite of doing what they are. That's, 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 a, that's a fucking... I don't even know what the, the comparison I would do to make for that. <laughs> Probably one that we'd have to cut out of the show. <laughs> it's like you asking me to, to to for you to call me Native American because I'm like ten percent or some shit. Like I'm literally just making something up at that point, you know. 7%. Like my, no way my identity is associated with being Native American. Any like any slight of things, you know. 
It's just like glossing over the fucking real parts, the reality of the situation. Yeah, they're Eastern European. They're Russian. <laughs> I I want to I want to see the uh, the blog post about this. I I would love to see the blog post of Valve condemning Putin. <laughs> I mean, that'd be and fun. therefore their DPCs. I like I, that's the thing is that's so weird that like I I in some ways I can't think that is the reason that they're doing it <laughs> because it's such an odd statement to make. It's so fucking out of the field. Is there an advantage to having Western Europe and Eastern Europe? Is that is there some branding advantage there? I mean, probably not right like it's only more confusing it's like potentially more inclusive but like less descriptive which i don't know where you're supposed to lie on that spectrum i don't i don't know i guess now i want to know i wasn't thinking about it but now i'm thinking about it too much i mean i've had to think about it every single day because i have to call it the eastern european division but simultaneously i can't call the players eastern european because that that's just not it's just false can, can you just, say like uh like eue which is like hey guys hey guys welcome to the ui broadcast that's a uh, eastern european uh union yeah no meanwhile shiva's just you know she's over there it's the european dpc <laughs> the because because it's much easier just not to put west in there because it's implied, basically. Yeah. And all our graphics are old, and they say CIS because at the start of ESL 1, it was called CIS or something like that, and it still says Season 1. <laughs> they still have pictures of, like, we're talking about how, like, um, uh, the one team kicked a player, they kicked their mid laner, Pikachu, he's gone, and then out of a quarter of my eye, I see the graphic, and I see the team pictures, and I see front at the very primary spot right in the middle on the front of the triangle the flying v is pikachu right there that's when you take your notes and you go walk over to the big screen and like you cover it up and you make a bit out of it oh i i, I had robson uh I, I had robson look up uh, a picture of the new guy fn and i was like at some point in time you should take your tablet and just with the blown up picture just put it in front of pikachu's face it's funny that's kind of a it's kind of a fuck you to production, but also like, how are they starting season two without updated graphics? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, there wasn't there wasn't enough time. There's always enough time for graphics, and unfortunately, that time is two in the morning often. But um, that's what happens when you got to make TV. Am I right? Show must go on. I guess yeah, no one really yeah, cares. Man. I guess no one really cares. Is part of the problem. Um, I do care though about the rest of your workday and the fact that you have to go cast some Dota. Who who's on the docket for today? I don't know. Great, <laughs> good, solid promotion. I do my research. Uh, I I don't I I never do my research like the night before or anything like that. So I always don't know the matchup. So today is Secret versus Smashers, uh, which Secret have did lose a game to Enigma. So who the fuck knows? Was that because uh, Secret was it's... playing Icky, or is that because I mean I know the, the the first game against them was kind of interesting because there was like a puppy Veno jungle thing. But like was Secret actually playing bad that game, or was Enigma just like oh does does this make sense? Does ILT yeah, I think... look good? 
I think both teams were uh, not in top form, but I think Nigma's actually quite legit. And um, Secret, new patch, just came back from Singapore Major. You know, I, I, I think there are more, there's a higher likelihood of underdog teams getting upset matches in this first week when the the teams who are at the major just came back. There's a new patch. There's like a lot of reasons for teams. They not want a to break. They're so traveling. Well. They're not together. They just did yeah. a really stressful thing for a while. There's a patch. And, and then um, Alliance versus OG is uh, is also today. Is there not? There should be another match. I don't know why that. What? There should be another match, but it's probably a lower division match. That's what it is. There's a lower division match. Nobody cares about that, so I won't even tell you what that is. Uh, so, yeah, those are the matchups. I believe I'm casting one of those and paneling the other. I don't know which. Well, I guess we can uh, we can uh, break down a little bit of EU DPC once, uh, once we get another round of uh, groups under our, way, under our wings before next week. Because I don't know what I can tell you that hasn't already been posted on Reddit five times. Wow, Anna did a thing. Isn't he okay at Dota? Huh. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Bram won a game. Does anyone think they're going to make it out of the group? Or they're going right back to lower division. See you later, Hellboys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person in my predictions who didn't put Smashers and Bram in the bottom two. <clears throat> I think this season has the potential for a lot of upset. I don't know what teams are going to upset the hierarchy, but I believe that Secret will not be top, will not be first, and I believe that a little less likely, but I believe there is a pretty solid chance that um, the bottom two teams are not the teams from the lower division. Again, Patch teams out of practice because of the major and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of potential for upset here. Yeah. I, I feel that too. And that, that swaying rocking boat, uh, just gives me that much more anxiety. Anytime that I got to tune into a liquid broadcast. Oh uh, yes. Liquid will, uh, also be having a stand in. So that's, uh, that's another reason to be uh, slightly concerned. So we'll see how Liquid does. I don't know. Anxiety. High. High Joey anxiety right now. If they don't make it to the major, are you like, is that... Like, what are you anxious about? Them not making it to the major or them not staying in upper division? It does every... Uh, you know what? I am not worried that they're going to get knocked out. I think something would have okay. to go incredibly wrong for that to happen. But the thing is, it's possible. I I think there is literally zero chance that, like, Secret are the team that is bottom two, right? Sure, sure, sure. There's almost zero chance that Nigma is the team that's bottom two. Maybe any other team could be, and it wouldn't be that big of a surprise. And I know how much of a variance Liquid could have. So if they hit like a seven, I'd be like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> but I'd be really surprised if it happened. 
I'm anxious mm. about them not making the major. I'm anxious about them not making TI because I intend to go on TI with or without the team being there. And one of them is a work trip and one of them is a pleasure trip, right? <laughs> Save you a whole lot of money if, uh, if if they could go ahead and qualify. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I also plan to going on TI no matter what. But yes, one is a work trip and the other is for fun. I always hope it's a work trip. Um. Yeah, the, the the even the stand-up thing is spooky. But well, good luck. They have to play against uh, Enigma this week, so not today, but tomorrow. That's fine. So. Maybe the maybe the honeymoon is over, and I'll find out that ILTW isn't great. Hmm. Doubt. <laughs> Fuck. Didn't I say that last time? Didn't I say that Nick the that uh, ILTW was um. Like, you he may were... not be the most impressive player, but what they need is a solid rock for Miracle to go do things. You... Not every team needs five superstars. You were hot on Nigma and pretty lukewarm on OG. But then, if I remember correctly, didn't you, uh, on your predictions graphic that got shared across the internet way more than it probably should have, said that OG was going to Oh, yeah. They fucking Dream League asked us to do predictions, and then they go ahead and put out those predictions, like, after week one is done. And it's like... Well, shit. Now my prediction looks really dumb. The basis of my prediction is I don't know who's going to be on top, but I do know there's going to be an upset. Whether it's Nigma or OG on top, I don't know. Whether it's Alliance or Liquid being knocked down to lower division, I don't know. But I do believe there is going to be a mix-up, and I predicted according to that. (laughs) Who's going to get knocked down? I think it's harder to say who's going to get knocked down that that is just totally like RNG, because you don't have scrim information, you don't have any of that stuff. So it's like, who the fuck knows? Is alliance is alliance really shit? Because they suffered at the Singapore major. That was my basis. I was like, fuck it. If like if I'm literally gonna choose one of the teams to go down, am I gonna to choose Tundra? I don't think so. I think Tundra was actually pretty legit last season. I think they're just gonna be more legit this season. So I'm not choosing them to get knocked out. Liquid, have, yeah, they go back and forth, but like they've proved that their ceiling is very high and they have had consistently good results. Again, top eight throughout the quarantine period. So there's one thing. Alliance just bottomed out at the Singapore Major. If I'm going to choose anybody Hard. besides Smasher and Brain to, to get knocked out, why wouldn't I choose them? You know, And if I'm going to choose one team that's going to go on some crazy run right before TI, why, why wouldn't it be OG? You know, Nigma has ILTW. Who knows? But like OG has Anna. Is there any doubt that Anna's going to be good? No. Anna's going to be good. Imagine is OG going to be good? Dota. I don't know. Imagine just not playing Dota for that long and coming back and just still being one of the best people in the world. It's so gross. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty yeah, some people are just, um, some people are just, just like that. Some people can achieve being the absolute best if they put their mind to it and uh and other people grind and grind and work and work and work and um still lose in the lower division like my boy dendy let me just say dendy has been an absolute failure 
for years now. And I am not joking when I say I find him to be incredibly inspiring. I think what Dendi has done of just like, just he just keeps going. He doesn't stop no matter how fucking bad it gets. Like it is humiliating at this point in time, how far down that he has gone down in when it comes to the tears. He used to be top of the world and bait. And like his career and then bait also just seemed to somehow get worse and worse and worse. And he just keeps going. And I think that's so inspiring. I think he it's it's really cool that he's still out there trying hard. I cheer for him every single time I see him. Cause it's like it would be so such a good story if he could turn it all around. I don't think he will, but if he could, that would be amazing. Because like he he just he could do whatever he wants. He could fucking be like, ah, fuck it. You know, like I, I care about my legacy or whatever. I'm, I want to go out while I, you know, people still think of me as a legend and stuff like that. And he could just stream, be talent. He could be a full-time streamer and like not even play Dota and people would love him. He could just purely do fucking sponsorship stuff for like the next five years and be good. That man is marketable beyond any other name in esports or any other name in Dota, let's say. And, you know, like, he can do whatever he wants, but he chooses to actively try and compete and try and get back to being the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that's absolutely inspiring, and I wish him the absolute best, and they managed to beat no And he no takes techie. other people with him, too. Like, right now, like, you can... I would argue that just being around some of his experience is good for people, even if they're not on the best team. Yeah. I mean, he gets people paid most likely because he's so marketable that his team is then marketable. And I'm sure they have, I know they were getting paid um, more money than they should have initially with that team. Uh, and so he's getting other people paid for trying to play Dota. So, yeah. Dendy's dope. Well, Dendy's dope. You're dope. I I'm gonna call myself dope because I can do that. It's all You're about dope. positivity this week. And yeah. you listening are dope. Thank you for hanging out with yeah. us this week. We will be back next week to talk a little bit more about the EU DPC, talk about how silly cast predictions look afterward, to talk about if you figure out how to how to host that show, right? To talk about if you figured out if how to replace the Pikachu graphic, which isn't his job. And uh, to to see if Joey stopped being scared of hitting two tier tier. Can I can I retake that? Can, can, can we go no. again? Cool. No, that's stuck. <laughs>